0: Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening today. My name is Peter Hostrosser. I'm the host. Please, if you take a moment here, hit that subscribe button. You'll get all the podcasts right away. Also, hit up disrupteducation.co or peterhostrosser.com. You can read the blog, uh, see all the podcasts there, and uh, interact. Uh, we'll see what's going on in the education reform area. Also, if you get another chance, take a look at getahallpass.com. It's another business venture I'm working on with two other awesome co-founders. Sign up there for some pretty cool stuff. All right, on today's podcast, I have the co-founder of Sarva Education, um, which links skills for the next generation, ignites your child's genius, and empowers them to succeed. It's an amazing place in London. Uh, Also, this uh, young man is a co-author and an author of several books. He's a founder of I'm That Kid, uh, Bridging the Gap Between Fathers and Son. He literally does a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, by the way, he's only 15. His name is Ben Bensalmi, and we will be back with Sean right after these messages. I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about Hall Pass Education. The mission of Hall Pass Education is to provide individuals the empowerment they need and desire to be successful in their future business and careers. This empowerment will be achieved via affordable training, coaching, and partnerships. Basically, at Hall Pass, we're going to partner with others like you to demonstrate to creatives the path to career freedom through focused and intensive dialogue and coaching that you might not have previously realized. Head over to getahallpass.com and sign up for more. That's getahallpass.com and sign up. It's totally free. Check it out. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Casts. Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I have an amazing guest. Uh, He's the co-founder of Sarva Education. He's also a co-author of Kids That Dream Big. There are many, many more things, and he's only 15. So uh, Treyshawn Ben Salmi, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Peter.
0: It's, it's. I can't wait to get this discussion going. Um, you have so many things going on. Can you list the things that you're involved in and uh, a little bit about yourself?
1: Definitely, definitely. So as you said, I'm the co-founder of Dream Big and also Solve Education, which is a platform where we are simply able to provide education that isn't usually taught in schools, or the next generation and it's an absolutely amazing platform where we just teach the things which are which need to be taught which necessarily aren't and as you said i have many other things that i do i run like um trading workshops math events and uh, there's so many there's a whole wide range but one of the main things that i'm passionate about is financial education maths and football and those three i would say um are just really important because then financial education it provides stability, and then maths, it just allows you to not only work on your mindset and also just get good at like solving, problem solving, and also football just as a passion of mine.
0: So you're in London, um, we're in the States. Um, tell us a little bit about your path in education, and, and obviously it's gonna be some similarities and some differences. Uh, I think a lot of us in the States here recognize that there's kind of two paths in the uh, in the education system in the UK. Um, tell us a little bit about what it's like and then what your path is, because obviously you're accelerated.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. I feel like the sort of like standardized system here is just to people like nursery, primary school, and then secondary, and then either sixth form, college, university, and so forth. But the route that I took was initially I went to, I was in school up to the age of 13 and I and then my mum then made the decision to take us out of school so beforehand she'd like already been like just working with us outside of school regardless of whether we're in or not just like make sure we know what we need to know sometimes even know more than we needed to know just so that we have a better understanding and that we're then able to not only um thrive but also not only just survive school but also excel in it so I've always been like top set stuff like that not um in all, all different subjects as a result of just like being exposed to so much for example like English I was surrounded with people who were a lot more older than me and then they were using these words and i would always want to like find out what they meant and then I think that's where my um sort of like love and passion for maths evolved because when I was um I think I would say up to the age of 10 11 I would not talk to anyone I was like very very shy and I think like just Having like things like uh, football and maths, it then helped me develop confidence. And then my mom took us to personal development events, which also helped her uh, build it up. But and I, yeah, as I said, I was in uh, mainstream school until the age of thirteen, and then we were homeschooled just almost two years now. And I think that definitely like homeschooling was a huge shock because obviously there's no. It's just it's pretty much just you, I and mean, because there's five of us. I and mean, with different age groups we're not exactly studying the same things so i think that sort of um allowed us to put into perspective how we then construct and use our time and we used to before lockdown we used to attend events at bruno university uh just as a way to not only socialize with other kids around our age but also just learn for experience experiential learning which is something that my mom's really big about so i definitely think that's, that homeschooling has definitely been. An advantage more of a
0: disadvantage as it seemed at the start. And now we you wrote a book, right? You wrote more than one book. Um but let's let's look at is it is that your latest book, The Kids uh, That Dream Big? No, no, no. So that book <laughs> I wrote <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, no, I have more books. I am struggling to write one book here, Trey It's so funny. And I'm forty seven. So kudos to you. But yeah, go ahead, tell us a little bit about the books that, that you write.
1: Definitely. So that book, Kids That Dream Big, I wrote that when I was seven and my sister was 11. We called for that, which is called Kids at Dream Big. And it provides like simple tips to make money doing what we love. And then I think, I'm not sure what the most recent one is, because there's a bunch and there's so many more coming. But in total, I've written 13 books and there's at least another three coming. And there's books on property, there's books on trading, there's books on maths. So yeah, actually the maths book would be one of the latest ones, the second Mm -hmm. edition of the Maths, uh, 10 Seconds to Child Genius, as I was featured on the show Child Genius for the top 20 smartest kids in the UK. So we decided just to um, then partner up with my business partner, Philip Chan, to incorporate old and ancient um, math techniques to help people of wages solve complex equations in under 10 seconds.
0: That's. now, in OK, so I'm a business teacher and I teach in secondary ed, which is basically grade nine through 12 here in the, the U.S. Um what, what is there missing uh, financial literacy going on in the U.K.? What does that look like in the box system? And then obviously with homeschooling, you have all kinds of advantages of going and speaking with financial advisors. And so what what's the difference there? What, what do you have you seen the difference there?
1: Definitely, yeah. So. Like when I was in school for GCSEs I selected business sociology and PE. and for business the teacher was like really nice, really fond of me, but he didn't necessarily like run a business so like he knew the theory but there was no practical there's there no like, school, like practical thing to go with that so then not having that it not only does it have an effect on the students because they're thinking, "Oh it's amazing that you know this, but how comes you haven't done it yet?" Mm-hmm. so then it, it constantly leaves the student then questioning whether what you're telling them actually works but like as a result being a whole school we're then able to go to the experts for example as you said like financial literacy i was then able to get myself a trading uh, mentor for two years by the name of yajin palian he was then able to coach me at, whereas if i was in school we, we, there wouldn't be that option because, like many of the teachers who were there, they ne- necessarily hadn't tried it out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Instead, they just let the theory and they were able to teach it to us, which is something that's amazing as well. But then, having the practical, it then allows us to actually see how it turned out for them.
0: Was there a time when you were in homeschooling, when you were pulled from your school, that you were a little bit frustrated, like, mom's taking me here? Um, I got to go to here. Why are we doing this? What, tell, d- walk us through that kind of, you know, because I'm sure that was a huge change for a 13-year-old.
1: So, like, and as I said, my mom's been, like, talking about doing it for a long time. But because, like, she'd been very busy and stuff like that, she'd always, like, teach us like, outside of school. But I was thinking, no, it's never going to happen. I was, I was actually really happy. <laughs> and then when it um, actually happened, I, was, I, I still wasn't believing it until then my... Head of year then uh just like spoke to me said oh we heard you're leaving i was thinking eh? <laughs> it, t- it took me a minute just to adjust and when we were actually taken out it was a huge huge shock because uh like our school was i think two hours away so we had to wake up at six o'clock and i actually loved doing that <laughs> and <laughs> when yes yeah, so then when we were actually taken out was a huge huge shock and I like lost a lot of motivation just to learn initially for like the first week or so and then when I started like getting to the floor of it like seeing the benefits and then I started like a couple of my friends we'd like attend different events together we'd attend like different sports workshops together and stuff like that just to stay connected as well as through social media so definitely like having that option to then meet them definitely helped through that time period and I definitely think that it's something that if I had the like option to change it, I wouldn't because there were definitely so many benefits as a result of homeschooling.
0: Mm-hmm. You're doing this with your family. So you have five siblings, is that what you said? Yeah,
1: there's five of us. So five of us. I'm yeah. second elder.
0: So uh, and you're, are you all going different places? Do you go to the same place? What, is, what does it look like in, in your household like on a typical non-COVID-19 day?
1: yeah definitely so i think like every saturday we go we attend bruno university just for different things it's science maths tech engineering so it's all stem classes there and then we have an english tutor who comes every i think twice a week yeah twice a week and then um yeah and then we all do like our own stuff like i where is it so i purchased like my sort of like own SAT because I'm studying for the SATs to go to America mm-hmm. as I got a sort of like scholarship to go there so I'm, it's, it's like in their average day we'd have I don't know maybe three hours something like that each to ourselves just to study and revise then we um, as soon as we wake up we uh, read around 30 pages of three different books just to keep us in that sort of like flow and just to um, maintain that sort of like love for reading because it definitely does help in tests and stuff like that and yeah so that would be one of many things that we do in our day and then just like mostly revising working editing and different stuff like that but it's, it's definitely fun yeah
0: coming up after the break Sean talks a little bit more about how school should be changed and also gives a hint about what's up and coming in one of his newest books that, are, that is not published yet. Hey, stay with us. We'll be right back after the break.
2: If you have a child who's passionate about getting into a really great college, you take him to an SAT coach. If you have a child who's really passionate about playing basketball, you take him to a basketball trainer. But if you have a kid whose passion is off-brand or is trying to find their passion and ignite it, you need to take him to Peter Hostrauser. When I was a junior in high school, I began making videos on YouTube. We're doing something in my small business management class that has never really been done before. It wasn't before long that I met Peter Hostrauser, the small business management teacher who helped put me on a course of entrepreneurship, one of which has been the most uplifting and passionate journeys of my life. Peter is a master at pinpointing passions and opening doors for the youth who need just one correct move to set them in the right direction. He will triple down on their strengths, help them build their network and portfolio, and most importantly, help them utilize these learning points so that they can make money with their passion to live their dream life. I, as well as many others, can honestly say that we wouldn't be where we are without his business and coaching expertise. If you're looking to help your student ignite their passion, contact Peter Hostrauser at p.hostrauser@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: i have to say i hope you don't even have to take an sat to get a full ride because oh my gosh looking at your linkedin um any university and i'm just going to say it right now would be uh not smart to not take you they need to take you man it's it's amazing uh your feats um so here we are in covid uh, we're we're kind of in seclusion we're we're doing a lot of these uh, online chats and, and different things like that um, i'm going to ask you two questions first question is how has it changed for you as a as a homeschooler because we know homeschooling is not just sitting at home um, you're obviously doing a lot of things so what what kind of different things have you been adjusting to and then secondly how do you think like maybe the system now can actually incorporate some of those ideas and, and techniques that homeschoolers use uh, in a digital world if there has to be some sort of change there.
1: Definitely, so one of uh, the things that has, like, we've had to adapt as we saw the whole lockdown scenario is being able to construct our time because, like, before we'd spend hours and hours traveling, but now we have those hours up to us to decide what we do. So initially we, I can't lie. Like in the first week, we were a bit more less active than usual. <laughs> I could think outside a lot, and now like every I'd say like in a week, we go out for at least a good couple of hours, three times a day, and just to stay active because it's something that I really I'm passionate about. But then I w- was a bit <laughs> unsure about how I can do so, and I think that it's then us to become more. Sort of like constructive because then we're then able to plan a lot more things we're then able to actually put time aside for different things that we may need to do for example it might be like um coming up with stuff for the family maybe new products ideas etc i think one of the many things that mainstream schools are going to have to adapt to the result of this is by seeing how because like a lot of my friends they've been saying like the schools are just chucking like so much work in them and is crazy So, loads of them are having to like sit, do it all together, or they might be like that one person who's not as eager to work and they're getting answers from someone else. So, now it's then going to change the sort of like uh, thinking and the mentality of schools into seeing how much uh, students are able to cope with, which students are able to do so, and how they are then able to adapt it depending on the student. So, for example, there may be a Either a less able student or a less motivated, they can then give them little bits every night, na- uh, little bits on a on a consistent basis, instead of chucking it all at them. And then for the kid who may love love work, they they're then able to have things constantly on top of them because, like, let's say they do finish, they're just gonna head over to the video game. So it's constantly about just ma- maintaining that focus, really. Mm-hmm.
0: You just described my son, (laughs) huge gamer, Um, but you know, he's been uh, working in like Photoshop and trying to figure out new things. So what kind of advice would you have for a secondary education student, say in their teens right now? Because motivation as an educator is a ginormous thing. Um, I've I've even changed the way that I taught because that first week we're like, oh my gosh, we have to actually teach school in their home. And then we started to adjust. We started to learn, okay, wait, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Let's give one big project, let people play around with it and see what happens, um, which I love, I'm a design thinker uh, by nature. Um, What kind of advice would you give a student who is in the system and doesn't have the opportunity to do a homeschooling piece, but now they kind of have this opportunity to explore a little bit at home? What what kind of advice would you give that young uh, man or woman?
1: Definitely. So, I think like there's three uh, different things. So, I think first one would just be to stay motivated and also work on your weaknesses. Because, like, I'm initially, I was like great at the course, the two subjects English, maths, and then also PE. But then in uh, for science, it, I wasn't necessarily as strong. So, I'd constantly love to work on maths, English, and PE and things like that but then they actually put into a perspective how, yes, it's good to work on your strengths, but it's more important to focus on the weaknesses so then you get a balance. And secondly, I just be staying motivated because like eventually we'll come out of this. And then when we do, if you're not then putting in that consistent work, then you'll be behind your friends. And instead of getting that free time to maybe an hour or so just to play games with them, you then have to use that hour to then catch up on things that you should be doing now. And third is because everyone's at home, everyone's on social media, you can then utilize this. For example, you may be skilled, very skilled in English, like far beyond your years, but then able to create a huge channel, podcast, different things, because there's so many people who are looking for those answers to their problems, and especially at a time like now.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I think the motivation after trying to do something that you're not good at, that's the biggest trick, and I, I love that because it's so key. Um, and understanding. obviously we got connected on social media. Uh, it's amazing. We're on both sides of the pond I mean, there's so much opportunity and I love to hear that from from even a, a young man like yourself Let's go into a little bit of uh, Sarva education, right? So this company was founded uh, Let's see. Uh, let me go back into my notes here uh, in June, right? So it was uh, just founded um, What kind of things do you hope to do with that go a little bit deep into Sarva? Yeah, definitely.
1: so The whole sort of like vision and mission of Sava.net is preparing the next generation for the world of tomorrow. And it's all about turning leaders in turning learners into leaders. And it's just about like the word Sava means all inclusive, like a family. So we're trying to create this family on the internet where we're all soaring together. And it's just a whole it's absolutely amazing platform. We have so many things that we're really excited to launch in due time i the whole sort of like aim is just being able to provide as I said things that are key in life which aren't necessarily taught in school for example, it may be things like emotional intelligence, how to shop to meetings, how to dress how to um how to address different scenarios and it's just like simple yet effective and sometimes even complex things that will not only change where we live our lives but have a better impact on others and actually encourage and influence them to do the same
0: spectacular and just beginning what are some of the early things you've learned about starting this business
1: i think that one of the many 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 things that we have learned is just how much we actually have available to us because as i said social media is an absolutely amazing tool if used correctly so it's something that we have been able to I actually spent a lot of time on this before even before even actually putting anything together because then it allows us to think in the mindset as as of it's already here and what we need to do to then make sure that it does so
0: fantastic. Where can people find you, all your entities how how do we How do I get people to connect with um, So
1: <laughs> yeah, so anyone who wants to connect with me connect, can connect with me. All over different social media, apart from Snapchat and TikTok, because I'm not on there as of yet. <laughs> but I'm um, all across like things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. It's just all Trey Shawn Bansalmi, and also on YouTube, it's influencer and then Trey Bansalmi.
0: Dresha, I want to thank you so much for sharing all your insights. Um, I will put up all your contact stuff. Uh, listeners, please check this young man out. Some amazing stuff uh, every day. And tons of new books I'm hearing coming out. Uh, can you give us a little hint on maybe one or two of the books that are coming out?
1: Mm, yeah, so one of the books coming out is going to be a trade in with my um, trading mentor, Jurgen Palyan. And one... I can give you guys one um, of the simple, like, tips that we're going to be releasing in the book. And it's called the Fiverr Challenge. And it's just a simple way to start saving from young. So, for example, you may get, I don't know, £7 a week or something like that. And every time you get a £5 note, we tell them to save it instead of spending. If you get, a two, like, a £10 note, you can feel free to spend it. And that way you're then able to ease into the actual savings.
0: I love it. Fiverr. (laughs) Works for dollars, too. Appreciate that. (laughs) Drayshawn, thank you so much for being here with us on Disrupt Education.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, listeners. Please hit that subscribe. We'll talk to you next time on Disrupt Education.